Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Triple S Podcast. My name is Brandon Smith. I'm your host. And if you're anything like me, when you heard that little jingle right there, you instantly got excited because you know what it means. I know what it means. It means the NFL draft is almost upon us. Uh, It's actually not that close to now, I should be honest. It's going down in April, so we still got a little ways to wait. But nonetheless, uh, mock drafts are coming out left, right. So I figured, you know what? We're going to release the official Triple S podcast, NFL mock draft for 2020, uh, and it's just—it's not your cookie cutter um, mock draft. You know, this we got some trades in here, uh, some picks that I haven't really seen across other mock drafts, but I think you know players that I think are not being rated as well as they should, and maybe some players that are being rated too high. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And this one is a no-brainer, so we're going to hear that little jingle, and Roger Goodell is going to walk out. With the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback of LSU. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is no, this is a no-brainer for me uh, because the Bengals are an organization right now that is in desperate need of exactly, exactly what Joe Burrow is. He's a young quarterback who has shown that he can win on every stage, the highest stage when the lights are the brightest. And he's got a great attitude, great team leader kind of guy, and can come in and really change a program. That's something that they need. That's something that every team needs, to be honest. But the Bengals are in a position where they can get that guy. And right now, Andy Dalton it is obviously not cutting it. So Joe Burrow is the obvious selection here for the Cincinnati Bengals at pick number one. So on the clock, we got Washington Redskins with uh, with the second overall pick. So let's get into that one. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State University. The Ohio State University, pardon me. Uh, this one, guys, is another one that's pretty uh, pretty clear and obvious for me. Chase Young, uh, a lot of people believe he's the best player in the draft. Uh, I was one of those people who who kind of thought that until the last little stretch of the season. Uh, being an Ohio State fan, I watch uh, pretty much all their games this year. And um, at the beginning of the year, he was obviously, he, he was that guy. You know, he's coming up with four sack games, uh, strip sacks almost on a game, game-to-game basis. I think he probably had a strip sack in almost every game that he played before the suspension. But then, as we know, he got suspended for uh, two games, came back, and just wasn't the same guy after that. So, for me, like I, I still believe he that that he's a quality pass rusher, the best one in the class. But at the same time, I do have my little red flag. It's a very small red flag, but just that last stretch of the season where he didn't really produce as well, uh, coming off of the suspension, uh, even going into the to the bowl game where he didn't play. He didn't really have any, I don't think he had any sacks. He didn't have any uh, any crazy amounts of pressure. So a little bit of red flags there, but still a great pick for the Washington Redskins. They land their pass rusher of the future, especially if they keep uh, Ryan Kerrigan on the other side. They could have a, uh, a nice duo moving forward. So now things about to get interesting. So we have 
At number three, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. So what I believe is going to happen here and what I predicted in my mock is a trade situation. Uh, There's a lot of people who believe the Miami Dolphins are going to trade up from five to the third spot or even the second spot to try and land Tua Tagovailoa. But to be honest, that's a notion that I just don't think I can get behind because throughout the entire offseason process, uh, even like not even not even the offseason, I'm, I'm misspeaking here, back to during last season and, and last offseason, the entire uh, philosophy of the Dolphins has been to offload big contracts and garner as much uh, draft capital as possible. So for them to... I mean, it is, of course, possible that they've acquired that draft capital to use it to trade up as ammunition, which they've stated they have the ammunition to do so. Of course, they have three first-round picks. Um, But at the same time, I believe that they want a number of quality players. I think they want to keep as much of those 14 draft picks that they have. 14, how crazy is that? I think they want to keep as many of those 14 draft picks as they possibly can. So I think they stay put. And what I predicted in my mock is that the trade that actually goes down is the L.A. Chargers jump up from six to trade with the Detroit Lions, and they are now on the clock. With the third pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the L.A. Chargers select Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. So guys, this one uh, is a big shocker. I don't think a lot of people had this uh, mocked. But I believe that the Chargers are going to initiate a trade, and, and they're gonna—it's gonna cost them because they're moving up three spots into the top three. And uh, I mean, Detroit's not—they're not a poorly run organi- organization, so they're gonna ask a lot. So what I believe is gonna be uh, the trade is gonna look like Detroit sends number three and uh, a fifth rounder in this year's draft in exchange for LA's number six overall pick. Their number, their round three pick, which is number 71, and a 2021 second round pick, as well as a 2021 third round pick. So a pretty big haul. Uh, they break the bank, but they get their quarterback of the future. Uh, and I do mean literally the future because he won't be healthy for a little while, even if he clears everything medically. So they get their quarterback of the future. They spend a little bit in terms of draft capital. And now we have the New York Giants on the clock at number four. And what is this? Another trade is going to go down, guys. And it's not who you might think. So we're at the number four spot. And the New York Giants, uh, they're in a position where they know that they have their quarterback of the future. They have a guy like Daniel Jones. Uh, And I believe that they're in a position where there's no one that they really, really love at this number four spot. So they're going to trade back and kind of see where the chips may fall. Or maybe there is a guy that they really, really like, maybe Isaiah Simmons, um, but they think that he might be there a couple spots back and are entertaining calls for teams that might want to jump up because there's a guy they really love that they think might get taken. So the situation is the New York Giants are picking at four, Miami Dolphins are picking at five. I think a lot of teams are going to think that, man, Miami just passed on Tua Tagovailoa, they didn't trade up. Maybe they really love Justin Herbert. So maybe we, if they, if these other teams think that they want to land Justin Herbert, will believe they have to trade up from where they are to the fourth spot and leapfrog Miami. So the Carolina Panthers come calling, and they initiate a trade with the New York Giants where they acquire the fourth overall pick and a seventh rounder this year, number 239. In exchange, Carolina sends them 
the number seven overall pick, a third rounder this year, number 69, uh, a sixth rounder this year, number 184, a 2021 second rounder, and a 2021 third rounder. So another big haul, guys. So now Carolina finds themselves on the clock at number four. And if we take a quick glance at Carolina, so their current state, I mean, we're always going to look at quarterback first. What's their quarterback situation? It's the most important position in football, followed closely by left tackle. Uh, I know a lot of people will say like every position is important, which is true, but you can't deny that some positions are are just of higher value than others. That's why not every position gets paid the same. Um, so we look at the quarterback position first. What does it look like? They have Cam Newton on the roster. Um, you know he's injury prone. He's getting towards the end of his career. Even when he was last healthy, he wasn't he wasn't the same Cam that took them to the Super Bowl all those years ago. Mix that in with the fact that they have a new head coach. And oftentimes when you see a new head coach, you usually see a new starting quarterback uh, at some point pretty soon. Unless there's like a, a guy who's been there for a while, like Matt LaFleur coming into the uh, to the Green Bay Packers. They're not going to draft a new quarterback because they have Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But a team like Carolina, I think that they're going to go in the quarterback direction and they have their decision. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Now, this is a pick that I'm making in my mock, but I really don't agree with. Um, I do believe that the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback of the future. They need a new guy. Uh, but I don't know if jumping up for a guy like Justin Herbert, who has flashes, and he, he's a very good player, but... At the same time, is he trading up to four worthy player? Is he that good of a player? Uh, because when I watch him, I've watched a few of his games, and when I watch him, what I mainly see and have issues with is his uh, his problems with consistent accuracy, hitting players in the middle of the field, uh, which is things that you're going to need to do in the NFL. So the Carolina Panthers trade up. They hopefully get their guy, and who knows, I could be wrong. But I, I kind of see him as maybe a step up from Trubisky and I don't, let's be real, guys. He's Trubisky's not that guy. I don't know. If, I think Herbert is like a mildly better Trubisky at, at best. But we'll see what happens. We're moving on to number five. The Miami Dolphins are on the clock. That's my squad, guys. Uh, so I had a little bit of fun with this one. But here we go. Miami Dolphins at number five. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the best team in the NFL of the future, the Miami Dolphins select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, so guys, in this one, Miami Dolphins are going to go in the direction of offensive line. We don't have our quarterback of the future yet. We saw Tua get off the board. We saw Herbert go off the board. But it's all good because we stuck to our guns, stuck to our draft philosophy of, of keeping our assets that we worked so hard to acquire. You know, I, I think that a lot of Dolphins fans might be They'd feel feel a little bit of ways if we were to trade one of those first-round picks to move up and get Tua or Herbert. Because, you know, it hurt to lose the players that we lost to get those first-round picks. Like, it hurt to lose Laramie Tunsil, and it definitely hurt to lose Mika Fitzpatrick. So to not be able to use uh, one or both of those picks because we trade up to get a guy would kind of hurt. Because you always kind of look and see, okay, we traded Minka for that pick. Who did we pick with that pick? And kind of see how they how they progress and if they end up being a, a, a good replacement of who you traded away for that pick. 
So the Dolphins have now acquired their anchor left tackle of the future, Andrew Thomas, who is a stud out of Georgia, and they gain a huge piece that will contribute to the protection of their future franchise quarterback whenever they get him, whether it be later in this first round of this mock or whether it be in next year's draft via free agency or a trade, who knows. So we're moving on to number six. So now we have the Detroit Lions on the clock after they this is the pick they acquired from the trade with the Chargers who traded up to get Tua. So now the Detroit Lions are on the clock, and they have their choice. They've been thinking about it, and the whole reason they traded back from 3-6 to six is because they, they had an idea that this guy would still be here, and he is. With the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Jeff Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State University, the Ohio State University. So this pick, guys, uh, a lot of mocks have Okuda going to Detroit at number three, which um, I believe it's a good fit. Like, they're, they're in need of a guy across from Slay, and Okuda is the guy. Like, in terms of corners, uh, I have a little bit of bias as an Ohio State fan, but he is that guy. And now we move to the second of our two traded back picks. So we have the Giants on the clock at number seven after they traded back from number four uh, with Carolina when they took Justin Herbert. So the Giants are now on the clock and similar situation to the Detroit Lions where I think they had a guy in mind, had an idea he'd still be there and initiated the trade. So here we go at seven. With the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Uh, this is a pick that I really like for the Giants. Uh, they're a team that has a, quite a few holes, uh, linebacker being one of them. They have guys like Alec Ogletree who are kind of older guys. Um, they don't really have that stud linebacker presence. And also in terms of safety play, I know they have Jabril Peppers who had a, a pretty good year, but... Isaiah Simmons brings so much to the table. He's a versatile linebacker who can really run, really cover, because uh, he started out as a safety. So he has those skills, but he can also run, cover, and tackle like you've never seen. He's a very, very good player, and uh, the Giants are, are lucky to have him at seven. And they also traded back, so they acquired some more draft capital for this year and next year. So now we move on to number eight, and uh, this one I'm, I'm kind of excited about, so we'll get right into it. With the 8th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. So we have the first receiver taken off the board. Uh, he's the Oklahoma product who played with Kyler Murray, Arizona's quarterback. Uh, this is a really exciting pick because they already have that connection. Arizona also just drafted recently uh, Christian Kirk, who had a pretty good year this year after a slower rookie campaign where he had only 590 yards in his rookie year, 709 in his uh, in his second year, also had 25 more catches. So a big step up for him. And those those young guys are just going to grow together. They they also need to add a couple pieces to protect Kyler Murray because he's running around quite a bit. But they're at C.D. Lamb at number eight is too good to pass up. The connection that they've already established at Oklahoma is too good to pass up. And um, Cliff Kingsbury gives him another weapon. So now we move on to number nine, and uh, we get our first big, big boy on the defensive side. With the ninth overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Derrick Brown, interior defensive lineman out of Auburn. 
So when I was creating this mock draft, I watched every player within the top 60s highlights on YouTube. It, it took me a while, I'll be honest. Uh, a lot of late nights, uh, just watching highlights in bed. But at any rate, the one one of the, the highlights that jumped at me the most because I didn't watch too many of, this, of his team's games uh, in terms of it being Auburn. I didn't watch a lot of Auburn games. So when I flipped on Derek Brown's highlights, uh, it was really crazy for me to see how 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 well a guy that big can move. He fires off the ball every snap. He's so thick, but he's somehow able to you know, pause. Hold on, pause. He's so he's so thick, pause. That he, but he's still able to slide through the tiniest gaps in O lines and and get pressure on quarterbacks. He's a run stuffer, absolute stud, and that's something that Jacksonville needs. They also are a team with a lot of holes. I also kind of debated going corner here, but nine is a little high, uh, unless you're talking about Jeff Okuda. Outside of Jeff Okuda, number nine is kind of high for a corner in this class. But they get a really stud interior defensive lineman in Derek Brown, and uh, they're set up on that defensive line. So now we move on to number 10. We got the Cleveland Browns on the clock. With the 10th pick, in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, this is a pick that I really like because the Cleveland Browns, let's be honest, they have no shortage of weapons. They have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt. They have Nick Chubb. They're, they're star-studded. Um, but what they're kind of missing is a, a very good offensive line to protect Baker Mayfield so that he has a little bit more time to get those playmakers involved. So with the 10th pick, they pick up Jedrick Wills, who is uh, a very good right tackle out of Alabama, who's going to protect that uh, that front side for Baker Mayfield. Also a devastating run blocker. That's one of the main things I picked up watching his film. Uh, he, he can pass block for sure, but in terms of his run blocking, he was creating a lot of holes in that tape. So uh, Jedrick Wills is a great, great pick for a team like Cleveland who likes to run the ball. So they're going to have a lot, a lot easier time running to the right now with a guy like Jedrick Wills playing there. So now we move on to number 11. We have the New York Giants on the clock, and they got their pick. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. So now we have our second receiver taken off the board. Uh, the Jets are a team that's also kind of lacking in weapons. They have kind of fringe guys like Robbie Anderson, who's on the verge of being a really good receiver. Jamison Crowder, who's, you know, he's a good slot receiver, but he's not really that guy. Uh, they have they have kind of guys like that Quincy Inunua, who who needs to take a few steps before he's he could be considered a number one receiver. So they pick up a guy in, in Jerry Judy who has experience being that guy. In a, in a crowded receiving room at Alabama where they have studs everywhere like Henry Ruggs. Uh, they had Jerry Judy. They also have Devontae Smith who would have, probably would have been a first rounder or early second rounder if he would have entered this year's draft. But he's returning for his senior season. Jalen Waddell also. They have a, a crazy receiver room. But he is the number one guy. And with that being said, I think that he's the obvious pick for the Jets here. They pick up a guy who Darnold can rely on. Insane route runner. Uh, between him and C.D. Lamb, they're they're very similar in terms of uh, how good they are and, and who's better, who's not. But one thing that I can definitely give Jerry Judy the edge in is route running. C.D. Lamb might be a bit better in terms of, uh, of high pointing and, and playing a physical ball, but I think that Jerry Judy, without question, is a better route runner, 
and the Jets will be lucky to have him. So now we move on to number 12, the first ever pick for the Las Vegas Raiders, and they're on the clock. With the 12th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Javon Kinlaw, interior defensive lineman out of South Carolina. So this was another one where, to be honest, did not watch any South Carolina games this year. Um, they, they play in the SEC, but they're not really a team that I look to. But again, when I watched this tape of Javon Kinlaw, jumped off the screen at me again because A, I had never seen him, and B, he was just that good. Um, not not quite in the same league as Derek Brown in terms of uh, the combination of size, speed, and being able to create pressure in the SEC, which is the, the best division in college football. He still was making plays, but uh, didn't jump off the screen as much as Derek Brown did. But at any rate, I think the Vegas Raiders are going to be happy to have him. Uh, probably one of the best available at the time drafted at number 12. So now we move on to the Indianapolis Colts. What will they do at 13? With the 13th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. So with this pick, another kind of surprise. Uh, some people in, in Indianapolis still believe that Jacoby Brissett can be their quarterback. But I had a conversation with one of my friends recently who is a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. And I told him what I'm going to tell you guys is, yeah, Jacoby Brissett isn't that bad. And yeah, maybe you want to get a weapon. Maybe you want to, maybe you think Jerry Judy will be there at 13 and you guys should take him if he's there. Or if CeeDee Lamb is there at 13, you should take him there. But what I asked my friend is that, yeah, you can get him some weapons and, and all that. And you get a, you have a good O-line. You get some more weapons. You, you improve the defense a little bit. Is he going to bring you to a Super Bowl, though? That's what I asked him, honestly. Do you think he's going to, do you think that, Jacoby Brissett is going to bring you to a Super Bowl in the AFC, which now consists of the dynamo of Kansas City and that crazy offense and how that defense is starting to look. You also got to deal with Baltimore. You got to deal with Buffalo, who's an up-and-coming team. Like There's going to be dogs in the AFC. Do you think that Jacoby Brissett is the guy that can take them there? And he said what most people would say, no, I don't think so. So they go out and they get a guy that has the sky's the limit type potential. Jordan Love, probably one of the best arms in the in the draft. He is a very mobile quarterback as well. He makes a lot of wow plays, but at the same time, he did have a little bit of a dip this year in terms of production. So that's one of the red flags on him. And uh, he might even probably sit behind Jacoby Brissett for a little while until Jacoby starts messing up, give him time to learn the offense and kind of get settled into that NFL game speed before he moves in probably late first year if not uh, second year in the offseason, when they offload Jacoby Brissett. And who knows, maybe even sooner. You never know. So now Tampa Bay is on the clock at 14. With the 14th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Makai Becton, offensive tackle out of Louisville. So this is a pick that I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really need because if they want to see anything out of Jameis Winston or any future quarterbacks that they might bring in, uh, they're going to need more time to do it in terms of time in the pocket. So improving the O-line is is paramount. O-line is one of the most important spots, especially tackle. You're protecting that quarterback's blind side at left tackle or uh, even the front side at right tackle. Those are extremely important positions. 
um, as the edge rusher has become more and more important in the league, so has the so have the tackles, right? So we go to Tampa Bay and they pick Mackay Becton out of Louisville, a big big dude. Uh, he's six seven, three hundred seventy pounds, but he can move, and it's going to improve the run game. It's going to improve the passing game, and we move on to fifteen. The Denver Broncos are on the clock. With the 15th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. So we have another Oklahoma player taken here, and it's Kenneth Murray. And did watch a lot of his of his games because uh, Oklahoma is a team that I, I kind of like to watch. I like guys like Jalen Hurts. You know, Neville Gallimore is an Ottawa guy, so got to show love to him as well. Uh, but Oklahoma is a fun team to watch. So. Watching their games, Kenneth Murray is a guy you can't miss. He's in the middle of that defense. You could tell he's very vocal uh, and he's instinctive. He makes a lot of plays just because you could tell he's watched film. And you could tell he just has a sixth sense as a linebacker, which you need. The guys like Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner, they have that sixth sense. Yeah, they watch a lot of film. And, and yeah, they have good instincts. But they also have that ability to just kind of be like, you know what? I, I got a feeling. I got an itch. They're about to do inside run and go make that play. He has that. So watching those games, he and he's also able to cover. So I think it's a great pick for Denver, a team that is in need of defensive talent for sure. Uh, and they pick up what I believe is the best player available at the time in the draft uh, with Kenneth Murray. So we move on to number 16, the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, and we are officially at the halfway point of the mock draft. So here we go. With the 16th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Clavon Chiazon, who is an edge rusher out of LSU. Uh, the Falcons have announced that they're parting ways with Vic Beasley, so picking up Clavon Chiazon from nearby Louisiana at LSU is a no-brainer for me. Uh, they need that edge rushing presence. As we were just talking about when we were talking about Mekhi Becton, uh, tackles and edge rushers have become paramount in terms of value. So the Atlanta Falcons pick one up here at number 16. So now we go to number 17. We got the Dallas Cowboys, who did not live up to their potential. I'm sure uh, they didn't think they'd be picking at 17. They probably thought they'd be picking at 32, if not 31. But anyway, moving on, the Cowboys at 17. With the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. Uh, Grant Delpit's a guy that he's a he's definitely a solid player. I think that he got a little bit overhyped. I think he let that number seven jersey uh, LSU kind of get to his head. Uh, I think he had a better year last year, to be honest, when he didn't win the Thorpe Award. And then this year, uh, I don't think he deservedly won it. I think they kind of felt bad about last year, if anything, the committee did. Uh, I think that Jeff Okuda probably should have won it this year. But anyway, at any rate, Grant Delpit is coming off a Thorpe Award winning season. Uh, he's a great safety, covers a lot of ground. If you want to see a good interception, watch the one he had, not this past year, but the year before against Ole Miss, where he kind of caught it on the sideline, and he was about at the hash mark when the quarterback threw the ball. So he, he covers a lot of ground, and he can definitely play the ball. But he did have a, a, sub, a subpar season compared to last year, uh, where he had a really, really great year. Um, but the nonetheless, the Dallas Cowboys get a much-needed threat on defense who can cover the pass, can also come up and play the run. 
and uh, they're happy with their pick at 17. And now my team, the Miami Dolphins, is back on the clock with their second of three first-round picks in 2020, and here we go. With the 18th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. So Miami goes offensive tackle and offensive tackle left and right with their first two picks. Uh, they want to get those anchors set. Right now, our tackles are they're, they're not saying much, to be honest with you. So for them to pick up two offensive linemen with their first two picks in the draft, I think it's a great strategy. Uh, you're making sure that when your quarterback comes in, you got two guys that are that are ready to contribute to the franchise. You know, they're ready to be uh, to to grow with that quarterback as well, and they're young guys who are very talented. So they pick up Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa, and now at number 19, the Las Vegas Raiders are back on the clock. With the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Las Vegas Raiders select Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Alabama. So here we have our second wide receiver from Alabama taken in the first round. First we had uh, Jerry Judy, now it's Henry Ruggs. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, Jerry Judy is a very crisp route runner. Henry Ruggs, on the other hand, is a speed burner. This guy can flat out run. He's probably going to run mid 4-2s, if I had to guess, probably a 4-2-6, 4-2-7. Uh, he's extremely fast, a little bit on the smaller side, but he's very fast, uh, can play the deep ball really well. So whatever team gets him, I mean, that division should be where. Uh, maybe get a, get a new safety in there, call your safeties and be like, hey, we got, a, we got a speed burner in the division now. So the Las Vegas Raiders, who surprisingly here do not pick a quarterback, I think that they're going to stick it out with, uh, with Derek Carr and see if he has it in him because he did have flashes in that playoff season. So they're going to keep him around for a little bit, get him a weapon, and see how he does with that. And uh, they pick up Henry Ruggs at 19. Now we move on to 20, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. And we have our third trade of the first round. So they're going to send the number 20 pick to Seattle in exchange for Seattle's number 27 pick. Seattle's also going to send their second rounder, which is number 64. They're going to send their 2021 fourth rounder. Uh, and they're also going to send their 2021 fifth rounder to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and at 20, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. With the 20th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select A.J. Epinesa, who is an edge rusher out of Iowa. Uh, A.J. Epinesa is a stud, man. I was watching his tape. And uh, he's a guy that is, he's huge. He's 6'6", 280. He's kind of sized, honestly, like a, almost closer to an interior lineman. But he's got speed to get around the edge. And he's also got the power to bull rush tackles. Uh, so for him to be on a team like Seattle where they just added Jadavian Clowney, uh, they've always been trying to revamp that defense ever since they had the Legion of Boom days where they were one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football. So AJ Epines, I think, is going to be a contributor to that. And uh, I think he fits well there. He, he might play opposite of um, Jadavian Clowney on the edge. So now we move on to number 21, the Philadelphia Eagles. They are on the clock. And God, oh God, do they need secondary help. Shout out to my friends, by the way, Scott Mayers. Uh, we got Jackson Bennett. 
We got Tyrone Pierre, a couple uh, couple NFL fans of the of the Philadelphia Eagles. Y'all y'all secondary needs Jesus. But instead, with the 21st overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Christian Fulton, corner out of LSU. Uh, not quite Jesus, but it'll help. Christian Fulton is a, a very good corner. Uh, he plays well in man. He's also experienced in zone, but uh, he he really plays the ball well, um, and he's going to help that Philadelphia defense upgrade from the likes of uh, Jalen Mills and uh, Ronald Darby, guys that have been getting abused for the past couple of years. And we now arrive at pick 22. We have the Buffalo Bills on the clock. With the 22nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, this is a, a really nice pick. Uh, one of my friends, Scotty LaBeouf, shout out to Scotty. He actually predicted this one as I was kind of writing it down uh, on my mock, uh, on my Instagram question that I asked when I asked you all uh, who you want your team to take. Um, and he replied, he's a Buffalo fan. He replied, T. Higgins, the Buffalo. Uh, I want to see that connection with Josh Allen. So, they fulfill Scotty's request. T. Higgins is available at 22, and they take him. That's one thing that they've been kind of missing. They have smaller receivers right now. They have guys like John Brown, who's a little shorter, but he's fast. They have guys like Cole Beasley, who's a little shorter, but he's fast. They pick up a guy like T. Higgins now with the 22nd overall pick. T. Higgins is a big dude, man. He's 6'4", 215 pounds as a junior. Um, so they got a big receiver to kind of complement. Kind of reminds me of a Mike Thomas type in terms of the way he plays. Um, but I think that this is a great pick for them. Josh Allen gets a weapon, and that elevates their offense. So now we move on to 23, the New England Patriots. I love the fact that the New England Patriots are picking at 23. I always see them at 32, 31. Take your 23rd overall pick. I'm surprised it's not taken away from some scandal uh, where they took away first-round picks. Anyway, New England Patriots are on the clock. With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Xavier McKinley, safety out of Alabama. Um, the New England Patriots are kind of in need of an upgrade from Patrick Chung, in my opinion. He He's a good player, and he can kind of make plays, but he, to me, he's on the way out. He's a little older. Uh, he had that little cocaine story that somehow just kind of got swept under the rug. I don't know how that happened, but anyway, um, they, kind of, they replace him at strong safety with Xavier McKinley, who can crack heads, and they pair him up with the uh, with the other safety they have there, which is um, Devin McCourty, who can cover a lot of ground and play really well in coverage. I think that might be a nice tandem for them moving forward. So now the number 24 overall pick, we have the New Orleans Saints. With the 24th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select LaVisca Cheneau, wide receiver out of Colorado. And, and this is a pick that, honestly, I think couldn't come at a better time because New Orleans is in the midst of losing uh, Teddy, Ted Ginn, who I think is going to be done his contract, and I don't think they're going to want to keep him. He's a little bit older, um, and just, I think, in terms of, of youth and bringing in a guy that Taysom Hill can kind of get to know, and in case Taysom Hill ends up being that quarterback of the future. But at any rate, when you're an organization, you always want to bring in young talent and uh, in place of older talent. So they, they see a guy like LaVisca Cheneau, who will complement Mike uh, Thomas well. LaVisca Cheneau is a very good deep threat, uh, but he's also he reminds me a lot in watching his tape. He reminds me of Jarvis Landry. He's a guy that's not afraid to hit you. Uh, he'll definitely lower the shoulder, 
but at the same time, he'll also juke you out of your shoes, kind of like Jarvis Landry is. Uh, he runs a really good route. He's really good at high pointing the ball. There's not a lot that he doesn't do well. So I think that taking him at 24 is a definitely a good pick for New Orleans uh, as they get another weapon for that offense in Drew Brees. So now we move on to 25. We got the Minnesota Vikings. With the 25th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Trayvon Diggs. They reunite the Diggs brothers. Uh, he's a cornerback out of Alabama. And he joins his older brother, Stephon, uh, who's a receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this is a pick that I saw in a lot of mocks. And I, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, my God, they're just putting that there because he's his brother. His brother's on the team. They want oh, they want to talk about how Stephon Diggs is going to join his brother and they're going to battle in practice. But as I kind of unfolded my mock, I it turns out that he should be available at that point. And watching his tape, he's a very good cornerback. And corner is something that Minnesota kind of needs because the way that Xavier Rhodes played last year, it was a little bit shaky. And outside, he's supposed to be your number one lockdown guy. Outside of him, it's it's not too, too nice. So picking up a really good corner in Trayvon Diggs, who's a big corner, uh, taller, bigger, but he can also run, play bump and run. Uh, picking up him is a great addition for the Minnesota Vikings at 25. And now for the third of three Miami Dolphins' first overall picks, we go to number 26. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Yeter Gross Matos. I hope I didn't butcher that name. Edge rusher out of Penn State. Um, this guy is a guy who can play, man. Like I watch his tape, and I watch a lot of his games because he plays for uh, a rival of Ohio State's. But he's a big dude on the edge. He's taller. He's a little bit slim, but he he's a great pass rusher. He can get after the pass, and Miami is lacking in the pass rush department by a long shot. Uh, we got guys like Charles Harris, who we've drafted in the first round and didn't pan out. So really, our, our pass rush is... Uh, is non-existent to be honest. We 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 don't create a lot of pressure, and when we do, it's it's coming from uh, from scheme designs and, and twists and stunts and stuff like that, and not so much just individual guys who are are making plays in the pass rush. So Miami picks up Eater Gross Matos, and now with number twenty-seven, uh, this is the trade back pick from the Jacksonville trade where they trade back from twenty, uh, and they're on the clock at twenty-seven now. With the 27th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. Uh, I really like this pick because Jacksonville just lost Jalen Ramsey last year, and uh, cornerback is, is a very important position, and their cornerback play wasn't as great last year. A.J. Bowie is still on the roster, but he's kind of not been that guy that he kind of that he was when they had Jalen Ramsey as well. Uh, was never really able to regain that 2017, I think it was, form. Uh, so he's been kind of on the slide. So they pick up A.J. Terrell to match up with A.J. Bouye, uh, double A.J. on the corners, and hopefully that improves their pass defense. Because A.J. Terrell is a, is a really good corner. When, it, when you watch his film, he's a longer guy, plays the ball really well, um, and he returns interceptions really well too. So now at 28, we have the Baltimore Ravens. They probably didn't think they'd be picking this low. They probably thought they'd be up in the 30s, but the uh, Baltimore Ravens are on the clock at 28. With the 28th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, 
The Baltimore Ravens select Terrell Lewis, who is an edge rusher out of Alabama. Um, they've lost guys recently like uh, Zadarius Smith. So I think for them, picking up an edge rusher in the draft, uh, having this guy available, Terrell Lewis, who is a game wrecker out of Alabama, love watching his tape, um, is a great pick for them at 28. So now we go on to Tennessee at 29, the team that beat Baltimore there on the clock. With the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Zach Bond, edge rusher out of Wisconsin. Um, Zach Bond is a really good player, and uh, edge rusher is a position that Tennessee is kind of in need of. To add Zach Bond will definitely improve that roster, and uh, I like this pick at number 29. Uh, Some people have him mocked in the first round. Some people don't have Zach Bond mocked in the first round. After watching him play a couple times, I think that he's a first-round talent. And uh, in terms of edge rushing, as far as edge rushing goes, I think that he's the best one remaining at the time um, that the Tennessee Titans take him. And I think that he's also the last one that's worthy of a first-round grade. So we move on to number 30. We're in our final three picks. We got the Green Bay Packers. Here we go. With the 30th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, The Green Bay Packers select Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. Uh, So Patrick Queen is an inside linebacker, which is a very uh, important position in football. Uh, you got to have one of those. And uh, it's kind of the quarterback of the defense. We we talked about how important being a quarterback is on offense, and the Green Bay Packers have that in Aaron Rodgers. Now they go out and they get their quarterback of the defense in Patrick Queen. Yes, a lot of people are going to say, well, they already have uh, Blake Martinez, who's a really good linebacker. But I think that adding Patrick Queen, uh, you can never have enough talent, right? And they're not a team that has too many holes. So what I did at this pick is I kind of took best available, which I think is Patrick Queen at the time. So he's a really good linebacker. You can never have enough talent, even at a talented position. And if you go two linebacker sets, that could be scary, right? And he's a, he's a versatile player. He can also get after the passer. So I think Patrick Queen at 30 is a great pick for Green Bay. And now we move on to our last two picks, our Super Bowl teams. So at first at 31, we have the San Francisco 49ers. With the 31st pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, The San Francisco 49ers select C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. Um, A lot of people think that San Francisco is going to trade back with this pick because they don't have a second-round pick, which I could see happening. But what I think is going to happen is that they're going to see C.J. Henderson still available or A.J. Terrell. One of the two will still be available at 31 when they're picking, and uh, they're going to be too enticed to turn that down. They know that Richard Sherman can still play. He proved that last year. But he also showed the flashes of he's getting up there in age in terms of the Super Bowl, right? So he he has his flashes even throughout the season that he played so well. And he was the number one pro football focus rated corner in the league. He played really well. But he did have the little flashes where you're like, Oof, like if they would have thrown it his way there, he, he looked like he might have been a little bit beat. And in the Super Bowl, they weren't afraid to test him. And uh, he did get beat, as we saw. So they pick up C.J. Henderson, can probably come in and start right away. Uh, extremely talented out of Florida. He's a bigger corner, being 6'1". Uh, a lot of corners are a little bit shorter than that, but 6'1", he's got good length, good speed, uh, and he can. he's pretty sticky in the coverage too. He's got good diagnosis. I find a lot of times he, he kind of jumps routes, 
which re- is reminiscent of a guy like Marcus Peters. Um, he did it more in zone. CJ does it a little bit more in man. But uh, at any rate, he jumps a lot of routes, which could lead to him being exposed by double moves, which Marcus Peters has been here and there. But overall, I think if, if the comparison is Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters is a good corner. He does get beat a little bit on double moves and, and, and whatnot. But overall, Marcus Peters is a great corner. And uh, I think that CJ Henderson is a good comparison. I think he could be a similar type player in the league. So now we move on to the last pick of the first round. We got the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions on the clock. And here we go. With the last pick in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Neville Gallimore, interior defensive lineman out of Oklahoma, Ottawa's very own. Uh, Congratulations. He's drafted to the Kansas City Chiefs, a Super Bowl champion team. Uh, Neville Gallimore, I mean, it it would have been easy to throw him in here just because he's an Ottawa guy. But when you watch the tape, um, I think, honestly, between him and Kinlaw, it's it's pretty close. And I almost had him, I I I thought about having him drafted where Kinlaw was drafted uh, earlier in the draft which was at 12 to the Vegas Raiders. Neville Gallimore gets drafted here to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They add a big-time interior defensive lineman when they're kind of not sure what the status of Chris Jones is going to be with the negotiations. He's going to require a big contract, and rightfully so. He's a stud of of an interior defensive lineman himself. Uh, They missed him for sure when he was away, and you could see the change when he came back and contributed to that Super Bowl run. So whether or not they pay him will factor into this decision. If they if they know that they're not going to go and pay him, picking up Neville Gallimore is a great pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. And with that, we are officially done the first ever first round mock draft for the Triple S podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun for me to put together this mock draft. Uh, so let me know what you guys thought. Shoot me a DM on Instagram if you like who your team ended up with. Uh, if you thought the list was full of crap, let me know whatever you thought. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And from the Triple S Podcast, I'm Brandon Smith signing off. Take care, guys. Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick.